Episode. I have a good friend and longtime collaborator, Thurs, aka King Thurs. We talk about balancing life between being a father and being a rapper. Also, working with the legendary Dr. Dre, and also working with the very talented Anderson Pac. This is a good one, y'all. I had a good time. Thank you, Thurs, for coming on. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey. Dude, run some ads, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> like a dope gif and like run an ad while the uh, audio is playing on the um, on the podcast. Yeah. Might be, I'd, I'd click on it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. So what? What the hell are you talking about? About turmeric and shit? You, oh yeah. You actually grind up the turmeric and ginger. So. I mean, I, 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 my my lady, she'll just go get it from like Creations. Okay. Um, but you can like, yeah, shave off the ginger and all that, and you know, kind of like grind it to like a, a powder form. And um. Oh really? You don't even like juice it or something? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how she did it because I know she had the ginger in her fridge. I'm not the expert on it. She's the expert. She saves my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the turmeric is already like powder form. How does she do the ginger though? Um, it must be a juice situation. Possibly, yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah, but I've never done Col- turmeric guess- before, so I don't know if that's like a juicier substance or a root, or uh, you have to grind it like you were saying. Yeah, I have it in powder form. It's just in the pantry, and we just kind of like mix it together Damn. and like shoot it, you know. But the easiest way is to go to creations and just kind of get like a ginger shot yeah and that helps like you know with any ailments man any like swelling or uh inflammation there we go that's yeah. what i was looking for yeah inflammation that's why i want to stop eating dairy yeah i cut that out that man inflammation shit. <laughs> yeah i when i was like you know when i eat like eggs or something or have some cheese that shit would make my my nose feel all congested and all Even that egg, huh? yeah i mean yeah i, yeah, I mean I guess it's a, it's I miss eggs, but I guess all dairy products is considered dairy. Um, yeah. All dairy products, you know, create mucus and they make, make it hard to breathe, man. <laughs> For real, yeah. Um, so the first question I wanted to chop it up about was, how do you balance being a father and being a rapper? Because that shit's crazy. <laughs> like the video you just put out, right? Yeah. Is a naked woman, right? Like naked, yeah. <laughs> and and you're painting her, right? And it's a dope ass video. Thanks, man. But I don't know how you approach that. Like, do you show your kids that? Do you uh, like? How does that balance work? You know what? That's that's a good question. Uh, I first had to ask permission to do it from the from from the lady. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to do some really cool art. I have this cool idea. And I want to get this lady to be naked, and I just want to paint her. And, you know, I just want to use this as, like, uh, to, to do some photo shots, get some cool photo shoots, and get some cool, you know, shots to post on social media and use these images for project, artwork, and all that. And, you know, she was like, all right, all right, cool. I appreciate you coming to me. And so I was like, all right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all like, for the art. <laughs> yeah, all for the art. So, you know, we made it happen. Um... I was like looking for a female to do it, and I was calling up some friends like, "Yo, you know anybody that'd be down to do this?" Because I didn't want to just reach out to anybody I knew personally. I'd prefer it be somebody that I didn't know, right. you know, I'll just so, uh, you know, avoid any issues or you know any any trickery that might you know cause any dysfunctional moments at the crib. Yep. You know, I was trying to keep all the peace because I am so busy. Yeah, and then all uh, yeah, the homie rec- introduced me to Ray. And um, you know, she does her own. She's a, she does her thing, man. She's a webcam girl and all that stuff. She, oh you know, shit, yeah. She lives on that side. I so, didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's dope. So she does her thing, man. It's just, it's you know, it's pretty dope what she does. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, it turned out to be like some real high art shit. Yeah. In my opinion, I thought it was great. Me like, too. Like the me whole t- thing. Me too. You man. know, like the way you went into it was probably 
the result was probably better than you initially even thought it could have been. Absolutely. It wasn't even know? supposed to be a video. Oh, really? That was just supposed to be behind-the-scenes footage. Oh, shit. Of the so, photo shoot. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it wasn't even supposed to be a video, dude. We were just like, I just had the homie escrow pull up. I was like, yo, man, can you film this for me? I just want some behind-the-scenes footage to capture us doing this photo shoot. And then he's like, yo, the footage looks kind of cool, man. We just chop this up into something. Send me the song. Send him the song. And then while we were actually shooting, he's like, yo, can you perform this verse? You know, this might be something cool. Uh, am I good? Yeah, you got oh, it. Yeah. He's like, yo, can you perform this verse? And uh, I was like, all right. And then, uh, you know, ended up using that as uh, the one performance scene, you know, in the video. And I was like, damn, this is actually, this, is, this, this could work. So we, I was sitting on that video for like over a year. No way. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because I, I was just <laughs> building up a whole bunch of content. I'm like... I don't just want to throw anything out. I want to have like a strategy to release it and be able to, you know, release songs in a consistent manner to build up to something, you know. And um, yeah, man. So I finally got into the mode and dropped that for February. Wait, That's was dope. that February or March? March. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's dope. But yeah, um, balancing, balancing the dad and rapper life is definitely difficult. Um, with these photos, my daughter would see me like working on them in Photoshop. And she's like, Dad, what's that? And I'm like, ah. Yeah. I'm like, it's just art. It's just art. She's a model. She's a nudist. And she's like, oh, okay. How old's your daughter? She's 11. Okay. And she'd be like, she's not too bad. But I was like, you know. She always had an opinion, though. She's like, Dad, I don't know. I don't like what you're doing with this, Dad. Like, <laughs> like it's not my mom. She's like, it's not my mom. I don't know. That's what she's thinking. Yeah. But um, she was cool with it at the end of the day. But like, you know. If it's not nothing, it's nothing derogatory. So I was like, it's just this, it's just an art project, you know, just trying to like give the viewers something that they haven't seen before and, you know, create an experience for my art to be remembered. And, uh, you know, but outside of that, just balancing everything is definitely a little difficult. I try to keep my kids in as many activities and I try to be there for all their activities. You know, so it's pretty much a weekly schedule that I follow. Sports and gymnastics and shit like that? Yeah, or? so yeah. we got jujitsu, we got Dope. club soccer, we have boxing, and um, what am I missing? My, my son just started baseball, so my daughter, she plays club soccer, and then she plays soccer at her school. My uh, son, uh, he goes to this little soccer camp like twice a week, he's boxing once a week, and we got, they both got jujitsu twice a week, so Dope. like... I pick them up from school, um, make sure they do all their homework, and then we get to the activities, and then um, you know make sure they eat their dinner or whatever. I get drop them to their moms, or I go to the studio. No, oh, in the studio from like I don't know, eight p.m. to like eight a.m. Sometimes. No way. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And I'm back just in time to like you know maybe maybe like seven or. Do you prefer that like nighttime? I prefer to work in the daytime. You yeah. know, if it's up to me. Because I do, you know, need to recharge sometimes. I get burnt out when it's like two weeks of that. I'm like, yo. Yeah. I'm like living off of caffeine. <laughs> but now, nah, I mean, when we have like cool ideas that are being developed in the studio, I definitely don't want to miss out. I'm like, damn, I want to be able to contribute to every idea. And, you know, but yeah, that, that rest is necessary sometimes. I would prefer daytime sessions, but... No, I gotta when duty calls, I gotta be there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Whether it's for my kids or whether for the career. So, you know, that's the way I try to balance everything. I'm not the best at it, but you know, I do my best. Cool. Uh, yeah. And as long as you like explain it to them like they're real people, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that most most parents or some parents, they, they treat their kids like they're just kids, you know? It's just right. like you have to actually treat them like people and shit. Yeah. And say, Hey, like this is what it is and like Talk to them like a person. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And they comprehend pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but my son, he always, he be in his feelings like, Dad, like, come play with me, man. Stop going to work. I'm like, dude, if I don't go to work, how am I going to pay for all <laughs> the bills? Like, how am I going to buy your groceries? What, what you going to eat? Uh, you know, we, we can't be vegan no more. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy this turmeric, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the ginger and turmeric, you need this. <laughs> for real. Yeah, man, so... That's awesome. How long have you been doing rapping for, music stuff? Uh, Forever? For a long time, for a minute. I feel like after college is when like it was one of my attempts to really make a career out of it really happen. I say after, yeah, after college. 
I was going to LMU. I was throwing all these rap shows over there and all these different parties. And that's when the group you and I started. Yeah, So, yeah. like, before we really kicked that off, I was doing these internships at Capitol, just learning how to market music and uh, create, like, um, press releases and street doing street marketing. And I was in A&R, building, learning what their process was, going through all these different demos. So it was a real experience on how the music industry worked. So I just wanted to like take all that knowledge and apply it to like, you know, what we were doing on the independent scene. And that's just right on the cusp of like all the YouTube stuff and all the MySpace stuff. Blogs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Dude, the blog. Blog bro. era is golden, man. And golden. like, you know, just knowing meeting Mr. Whitmore was a real big blessing at that time. You know, because his vision for, you know, visual art and, you know, to merge that with our music allowed us to, like, propel above what was happening at that time, which was just, you know, we were kind of coming off of Napster and Kazaa and, like, moving into a new, you know, new era of, like, digital consumption. And, um, yeah, the, the visual content aspect of that helped propel you and I. And, man, you know, all the stuff that I learned... I was able to like help, you know, try to like apply it to this new, um, this new effort of pushing this product out and sending out emails, uploading to YouTube, trying to like spread this link out everywhere as possible, trying to put hashtags um, just so we could get you know views from like related uh, uh, videos will really help that. Um, Beautiful Day video blow up. That was like our biggest video. We got like over a million views. And uh, there's uh, a YouTube video um, with the same title as Beautiful Day. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that kind of like helped bring over some traffic, you know, yeah, to yeah. what we were doing. But um, just learning all that stuff, man. Um, yeah, it's been kind of a cool journey. Just kind of. Uh, yeah, that's dope that you like interned at labels and, and really dove into like the back end of everything yeah because you have to learn that shit yeah most artists get in and they're just like what's my publishing what does that mean right what is this you know and they're just clueless so then when stuff actually does happen they either get take advantage of or don't know how to take advantage of the situation right you know right totally totally but i was thinking uh last night when i knew you were gonna come here i was like fuck man the blogs dude like i don't want to sound super old (laughs) <laughs> and jaded and shit. Right, right. <laughs> but I think the the way music is now is like the the blogs offer true curation. Yeah. Like I used to go to two dope boys every single day. Right. Just to see what was coming out. Yeah. And I didn't click on every link or I didn't you know, I wasn't all up in the comments section or anything, but just to get new music that I knew was in our community yeah. was something else. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. I feel like the labels took over, the companies took over again, yeah. and now we're back to square one where it's just like, hey, you open Spotify now and you're, we're going to serve you this fresh finds playlist and I like totally agree. all this other shit. Yeah. And you can still go and, f- and seek out new music, but there's really, and a low-key kind of used to be rap caviar too. Yeah. But it's just so like, it just got taken over, yes. completely taken over. Very spoon-fed, man. Yeah. Very spoon-fed, and it's unfortunate, you know, but I don't know. There's going to be, like, I was having this conversation, you know, not, not just with the music platforms, but just with social media platforms in general, and a lot of the usage it's kind of declining, you know, on all platforms. So it's like making way for something new. Instagram's dead. Yeah. Dead. You think it's dead, dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The but, engagement is terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's what like, do you think? What do you think that, well, I want to I ask you, what do you think that's attributed to? Mm-hmm. But I know it's making a way for something new. Something is, new yeah. has to pop up. And then knowing that these platforms are spoon feeding the, the, the consumers. Like, you know, we don't really have a choice. I feel like the blogs were just posting up everything and you kind of picked your, you know, whatever you wanted to taste. Like, whatever you wanted to, like, you know, put on your plate. But now it's just like a standard 
you know, cafeteria plate, you know, every week, you know, the same type of stuff. And people that think they're the controlling culture, people, are, you know, they are controlling culture to an aspect, you know, but it's not a ground level, it's just a digital, you know, um, approach to it's like, like an algorithm of culture yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, try, they're trying to do that shit man. yeah it's dude. crazy yeah it's too much yeah man so and i don't think it's gonna work because there is gonna be something that is gonna pop up yeah you know instagram's algorithm right now is sucks. really bad yeah it sucks even on a personal level like if i'm trying to share with you my friend or my family or something they're yeah. not gonna see my shit yeah they're gonna see ads and they're gonna see whoever big people they follow right with the most it interaction sucks, dude. yeah but it's making a way for something new man because you know visual art is the future mm-hmm. you know i feel like music has to be attached to some type of visual just to even be seen and heard and you know the decrease in you know, user engagement is saying is speaking loud, so it's going to be something new that pops up. You know, that's going to has to be controlled by, you know, the audience. You know, um, I don't know what that is yet. Maybe we create it. You know, but yeah. You know. I think it's it's more niche community based, mm. like MySpace, like top five, top ten, or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the wave because then I, the purpose of social media is to communicate with your tribe, right? right? People you fuck with, your friends, family. Yeah. So I feel like it, it should be similar to Facebook or MySpace, but mm. on a tier-based system where you're in my top 10 because I conversate with you all the time, right. we're good friends, whatever. Then I have acquaintances, mm-hmm. then I have people that I follow that are influencers, and then I just have people that I follow or something. Right. And how I set my relationships then base that's what I would see. You know what I mean? That would reflect yeah. how I would see things type shit. That would definitely give more purpose to like how they're setting up the algorithms and, you know, I'd be more excited to hop on so, so, so any platform if it's set up that way to where it's really um, based off of like my likes and how I am setting up these, these top five situations or these top five interests in um, the people that I rock with. But yeah, they're just dictators. They're like dictators right now, man. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's tough. It, like being a musician too, like you were talking about with the visuals, yeah. it is really important. Right. Because you have to stand out now. Yeah. You have to. Right. And what you're working on is is really dope because you're doing nice. all these really rich visual content that have stories behind them and have a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, which is dope. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank for you, sure. Man. So it's been trying to have more intention behind everything. So that's why with this new rollout, this new, you know, uh, rollout of new music, I'm trying to be, I, I'm a, like, it's like a fingerprint, you know? I just want to like have every aspect of what I'm rolling out very unique. So I'm like sitting through the whole process. That's kind of why I wasn't just really in a rush to release any music over the, like the past two years. I'm like, damn, I'm just kind of studying consumption, Setting how people are like, you know, what people are celebrating, why they're celebrating it. And, you know, with the recent passing of Nipsey, you kind of like, dang, you analyze stuff a lot more. Like, dude, looking at his approach, like his community, you know, involvement and everything and, you know, his purpose. And it like really speaks volumes to how artists should be approaching, you know, um, music and their movements and you know showcasing what their purpose is just living in like a, a truth um so what i'm what i've been doing you know with the whole party in my living room and everything definitely been trying to like service the community out here and you know just partnering up with different nonprofits and all that and just trying to create art that has purpose and speaks to all these different demographics and um just being involved like even outside of this music, just kind of like being seen in the community and doing something. Um, but yeah, just I think Nipsey, him being a martyr right now, is like very, very interesting seed that he's planted, you know, that should be, it's going to be interesting to see what sprouts from the seeds he's planted with all these new artists that are going to be coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's going to pick up that momentum, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know how much shit he actually did. I knew yeah. he had a store. I knew he was big in the community but right. now now that he's passed and everybody's talking about him and yeah. what he did I was just like fuck 
Yeah, and that's a really big deal. Like he was, he was a really big deal. He was, and that wasn't like my friend or anything. But like, I've been in the studio with Mike and Keys several times when they were sharing studio with Nipsey, and you know I just I always kind of just be observing like, damn, they they have like a little workshop going here. Like they work exclusively, not exclusively, but they their primary focus was to create a soundtrack for Nipsey's movement. They did a great job, you know, and. um just seeing how they were operating, man, it was definitely inspirational. And just meeting him a few times, I was like, damn, this is, I like what they're doing, man. And, uh, you know, you take little things and just, you know, apply it to yourself in your own fashion. So, you know, the whole marathon movement was definitely inspirational. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for all his family and, you know, his wife and his kids and all, the, all my friends that were really a part of his movement. You know, it's, it's sad to see that loss and the whole hip-hop community and, the whole LA community is suffering from from that law, so I think every artist definitely should. And just how it went down too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wa- walking out of his own store, right? Where you know he's he's planting all these seeds and doing all this shit for his community. Yeah. And then just to be right gunned down like that, man. Right, just, man. Sucks, man. But, Super sucks. But like you said, hopefully that will sprout a lot of other inspirational artists and and yeah. movements from. The bad thing that happened, you know. Which it should, man. That's the only positive to take away from this is that, you know, because I'd say that the climate of music has been kind of crazy, man. Like in the past few years, like a lot of microwave music, you know. Just, so much of it? Yeah, so much. What's what's her name? Um, oh, man. Doja Cat? Yeah. You up on her? Yeah. So I love Doja Cat. She's dope. She yeah. had a song... Like years ago, that was like called High or Get So High, right? Or something. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing record, and she's very talented. She is, and she gets burned from like the Moo Moo right. viral hit, right? <laughs> where she's dressed up like a cow. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing the Moo Moo song. Yeah, not to burn her or anything. Right, right. But you know what I mean. That's the kind of culture we live in, where you can make great music, but then you put on a, a do a silly song or something and it's just like God, that's what gets the attention yeah unfortunately <laughs> man it's crazy dude it's like, wild that song blew up I'm like damn you guys are just hearing about Doja Cat she's been yeah. doing her thing for a minute and there's nothing yeah. wrong with it yeah cause there's always there's always room for quirky music right and have fun and you know fuck around type shit yeah but it's just crazy that that's what blew up off of all her other talents and her other works. Like, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So. It's, it is crazy, man. It is crazy. We got to get you a costume or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I'd be a Marvel hero or something. Or a villain. I don't know. Spider-Man. <laughs> Ride the Spider-Man wave real yeah. quick because that's what's popular right, right now. Right, right. Be Miles Morales. <laughs> but nah, but like, um, yeah, like, you know, Nah, I listen to everything. I try to listen to a lot. And the general theme of like what's been popular is doesn't have any like real purpose or like, you know, no, no real um, meaning. It's like kind of all face value, fabricated lifestyle base. And, you know, for somebody like Nipsey to, like, you know, mean every word that he said, living, like, his truth and, like, you know, be about entrepreneurship and uplifting the black L.A. community and everything, just, you know, being crazy. And for him to be taken away in the midst of, like, what's all popular right now, I think, you know, his his purpose and, you know, his marathon is going to be uplifted by a lot of artists. And I think we're going to see a shift in you know, the music climate. So, yeah. You know, just for all of us, you know, like it's gonna be interesting to watch. He was he was the authentic, and like I said, I didn't really listen to a lot of his music, or I yeah. really wasn't up on him. I saw him on Gary V, yeah, and like he was all over the place and shit in L.A., you know, yeah. But he seems like the real that that is what you should be as an artist in these times. Absolutely, you know, multifaceted, involved with different people and communities and groups of people, yeah. And he was he always seemed really positive when he was spreading messages and doing his thing and shit. Yeah. And that's like the the opposite of what we were just talking about. Right. With like social media music, I guess we could call it. Yeah. Or you know. Yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow, shit. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I agree. Yeah. That's wild. Very wild. 
So you do the uh, the party in my living room stuff too. Yeah. Explain what that is. So it's, uh, it's a house party. I've been throwing events in LA for a minute, man. And um, really, really started when I was at LMU. Um, I started all the the parties on campus. I started all these little dorm parties. I started parties outside of the campus at different clubs with like a few of my friends. And um, I started doing some work with Red Bull on the curation end and on the production end and, um, you know, in the marketing department. And I was kind of like inspired by how they had this approach of doing things in a non-traditional manner. And I was like, damn, you know, just kind of like studying the production value that goes into their events. I pulled from that and I was like, okay, it would be cool to actually add production value to a house party. You know, because, like, growing up in L.A., you go to a lot of house parties. You know, that's where you go to see all the fly chicks, you know, from around the city. And um, hopefully it doesn't get shot up by, by the 60s by like, any any gang. <laughs> and um, you go to have a good time. Like, it's fellowship there. you like, meeting people from all over, all walks. And um, Way better than the club. Yeah, way better than the way club. Way better than the club. Like, the I, I'll go to a there. house party like 10 times over Yeah, the club. Yeah, there's yeah. so much value there. And to attach uh, a musical purpose to it, you know, um, it's going to give somebody an experience that they're going to walk away for a long time. So I did a project with Red Bull in 2014 called The Designer EP. And um, there's a whole bunch of situations to get, a whole bunch of hurdles to jump over to get this project out, specifically with this producer I was working with, and it just dragged out the process of releasing it. So we lost a lot of like steam on the marketing end. So it came out, you know, during 30 days, and that was it. I didn't get anything, no video from that project or anything, yeah. you know. Um, so I was just figuring out a way, how am I gonna promote this? This is some really cool music. A lot of stuff went into this, a lot of instrumentation. To not promote this is gonna like be a, tra a travesty. And, um, I was like, all right, man, I always want to throw a house party. It would be cool if I could bring my band that helped me make all this music in this living room of a house party and, you know, perform it. And, um, <laughs> in a residential neighborhood. Yeah, in a residential neighborhood, <laughs> man. So I was talking to my boy Jay Pounds about it. Shout out to Pounds, man. And um, he's like, yo, you can use my house. He's like, the heat, him and my boy Josh, they're roommates. And, um, in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Inglewood, Dope. like two blocks away from where I live. Dope. And um, they're like, oh, you can use our house. You know, like, let's do it. We've done parties here before. And, like, you know, we didn't know what to expect when doing this. So I got my flyer together. I start, you know, getting all my production stuff together, my sound engineer, doing rehearsals and all that. And February, Grammy weekend, 2015 is when it went down. And uh, doors are supposed to open at 9 o'clock. So I had everything set up, and um, I felt like I needed a few more bottles of vodka. So I went to Smart and Final down the street, sat in the parking lot for a second. I was about to have an anxiety attack. I was like, damn, are people going to come? Are people going to show up? <laughs> kind of nervous right now. Like, whoo, Jeez. I go buy my liquor. I come back to the house. Like, you know, it's like a 20-minute 20 20 minute situation, and uh, there's no parking on the street. I'm like... Yo, I just left here. There's mad parking. Like, what's what's going on? <laughs> and it's like a line to get into the house down the street. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what? <laughs> wow. And then my boy, um, they came out and they had another location for me to park. So I'm in the park. I'm walking in there, and I didn't even have any bartender set up. We was kind of like, didn't know I, what to expect. Yeah, I didn't know what to yeah. expect though. And, and over 500 people ended up showing up. You know, on this one, this for this event. How big and was the house, bro? <laughs> dude, it's probably like two bedroom, one bath. It's like shit. like three bedroom, two bath house. A little, you know, cool backyard. You know, that a, many people, dude. It's crazy. Whoa, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of like winging it, man. I was like, yo, I had my cousin there. I was like, I was like, Kamali, can you can you help Barton? And then I had some two other random cats. Like, yo, can I help Barton? Maybe I can work off tips. Like, <laughs> it's open bar, but like, you know, y'all can work off tips. And um. Man, it just went crazy, dude. I had Overdose pull up. I had Tiffany Goucher, Sir, uh, Iman Omari. Um, just like a 
really dope collective of artists and producers. That's dope. And it went up, man. And we had to like shut down at like three, start kicking people out. But it, it went up, man. That's it dope. Was, it was crazy. So that set the precedent for like, set a, a template for me to continue to do this this idea. And I did four in the first year of 2015. And I did Coachella, um, Palace Verdes, and I brought it back to like uh, South Central, kind of like borderline South Central, like downtown area almost. And um, the next year I did ten parties. Then the Damn. year after that I did like I don't know like six parties or something. And then this past year I only did one because my uh, my workload just got crazy. So I was only able to do Chicago. So I yeah. haven't done LA in it's a minute. It's a lot to do, though. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a, a lot of organization. Yeah. Budgeting. Yeah. You got to yeah. hire security and shit, too? Probably. Absolutely. Yeah, so Absolutely. it's just like a whole thing. It's putting on an event. Yeah, yeah, security is Like, insurance. it's a house party, but it's not like an irresponsible, my parents are gone type, yeah, type of house party. It's, it's like an event. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, like... You know, there's still venue costs. There's like insurance. You know, you gotta have, you know your COIs or everything just in case. Um, a whole bunch of stuff. There's no like permits that are really necessary because um, I'm not like it's not a ticketed event or anything. So it's so what? Uh, just people RSVP online? Yeah, oh, people shit. RSVP online. Damn. I don't even promote the address. I just send out the address like the the day before. Wow. And um, you know, people wild out over it, man. And I, I record all the audio. Record all the performances and just try to get, you know, do everything with a quality approach. And um, yeah, people have been tuned in with it, man. So I'm gonna finally bring it back to LA um, June of this year, man. It's, it's been a minute, so. Hell yeah. And I'll have more music out. So it'll be, you know, I'll be able to service this party with some more Thurs music. And I'm already putting the lineup together. So Sick. yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's dope. Yeah, man. I will be there. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Pull up. <laughs> That's awesome. Pull up. So yeah, I mean, being a musician is just, it's crazy right now. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta do so many different things. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. you work in Photoshop. You do like, you're essentially a creative director yeah. and a musician. Yeah. Like supporting the musician inside of you, you're like a creative director. <laughs> right, right. And I'm also like writing treatments and co-directing like my visuals, so it's like, yeah, you have to, if you want to be an artist, if you want to do anything, man, like this is, a, this, this approach applies to anything, anything you want to do, yeah. you really have to oversee it, you know, from point A to point Z, and then you are able to plug in people that can do stuff better than you, like, you know, that are masters in their field, you know, and that helps bring your vision to a place you didn't even imagine, like what we were talking about with the 7-7 seven, seven video. You know, I just want to do a photo shoot, but then I'm bringing in cool people that are all doing great stuff. Like, I could have easily just grabbed a camera and just did some whack shit, but then I hit up my boy J3, who's a real photographer. You know, it's Toro Miguel, and he has a studio, you know, and I got an art gallery in Lamert, and um, he's able to help facilitate, you know, this whole process of, you know, filming this, this, filming, filming Ray. And then I hit up my boy uh, Escrow, you know. I didn't really know what to really expect. I just wanted to get, get footage. I was like, yo, can you help me out? Just capture this. And he's a master of what he does. So it's like he ends up turning this little, you know, event or this little project into a full-on, you know, music video. And then we get you, you know, to add your touch to it. And then you add this whole gift. And it's like, you know, everybody's a master of what they're doing. And I just had like one little vision and you guys help maximize that. So that's like the approach of just knowing how to get from point A to point Z and then plugging in people to even maximize it to its, its bigger potential or full, its fullest potential that you might not envision. For sure. Yeah. And even when we, we linked up on it, you were like, yo, I, I want to link up. Yeah. But I want you to like show me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're constantly trying to learn, which, yeah. is, which is rad. Yeah. Like, show me how to do animation. Like, how did you do that? How did you do this? What program right. did you use? You know, I have right. the same mentality. It's like, constantly, you have to be learning. Yeah, man. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's going to affect the way you do music. It's going to affect every other aspect of your creative output. Yeah. Is going to be affected by, if you know how to use Photoshop. Right. You know, like, that could very well affect 
your music. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's cool. It could affect how many people click on whatever ad you put based on the artwork you created. You know, everything matters, man. It's just like so much writing on every little aspect. You're trying to get as many viewers as, as much engagement. And you don't know what's going to be the reason somebody clicks on or presses play on your song. So you want everything to be stellar, you know. And just know how to get from point A to point Z is detrimental. And then knowing how to plug in people to do stuff even better than you or like, you know, just it all matters, man. It all, it's all about quality. For me, it's all about quality. Yeah. I want, I want to have, as, as, I want to have you know, quantity too, but... Quality efforts mean the most, and I think resonate the most uh, for me. But I don't know. Quantity sometimes helps get you more popping. I'm trying to have quantity. If you're wearing a cow suit or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Know. yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fine line. I think I think if you can do both, it's beneficial. Uh, yeah, you know I, what I agree. Mean? Not I be agree. silly or anything, but like if you can um, put out a really dope video and then just do a freestyle or an interview or some piece of content that like is content that shows your audience who you are and what you stand for and what yeah. your values are and shit. Right. Then it's just beneficial. Cause the, the thing with social media, you just have to be constant. You have to be present all the time. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, that's the crazy part. Yeah, man. Create quality art all the time. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the time. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no pressure. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, if, if you love it, if you love it, it's never no pressure. You know, I love what I do, so it's never like, you know, I need to make this type of record. It's like, I'm just going in and just, you know, really just trying to create something that I love. And, you know, going in with the the passion and the patience to, like, you know, put the most time into, like, creating something that's going to be cool for forever. Yeah. You know, that's my approach. So it's never too much pressure. It's almost like motivation. It's motivational to want to have that quality, you know, of product. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the first time you met Dre. Okay. And how did that happen? Like, how did you meet Dr. Dre and start working with him? And stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was wrapping up the ma- the mix and master on my project, you know, um, in August of like 2017. And I was working with Jay Pounds, and Jay Pounds is uh, signed as a producer. It's Aftermath, and um, I never pressed him about you know going up there or nothing. It's just like, yo, man, I'm happy for you, man. Like, you know, you deserve it because I think you're one of the best producers you know that I've worked with. You know, and I'm like, I love your sound. You know, you're doing your thing. Um, we were wrapping up this project, and uh, I don't know. We get out there, we leave the studio at Red Bull. Probably like seven o'clock, six o'clock or seven o'clock. I go to the crib, you know, I start chilling with the kids, getting them ready for their school, school day. No, no, we're, this is summertime. Getting them ready for their camp that they're going to. to so you left the studio uh, at 7 a.m.? P.m. 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 So okay. yeah, left at 7 p.m., <laughs> got home, started chilling with the kids, getting them ready. And I get a call from Pounds. He's like, yo, you got a request to come up to record one. You know, Ty wants you to come up here. Taim is like the head A&R over at Aftermath. That's my boy, too. He's came to a few party in my living rooms. And I was like, oh, word? I was like, for sure, I'm, I'll be up there. So I tell the lady, I'm like, yo, can you hold down the kids and all that? I'm going to go up to the studio. But before I get to leave, my son is playing with Legos. He's trying to, like, pull a little Lego apart, ends up choking on the Lego. Oh, so shit. So I'm like, yo. Oh. You know, we hear him like, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, shit. My girl's panicking. I'm like, all right, let's stay calm. And I'm like, put my finger in his throat. I'm trying to get the uh, oh, Lego no. out of his throat. He's like choking. I'm putting him over the sink. I'm like, kind of hitting his back, trying to like, you know, just doing different methods. Um, did a Heimlich, and then I'm trying to hit his back. I'm trying to get it out. And he finally almost, almost vomits, and like it comes out. I'm like, dude, it was pretty scary. And then, you know, <laughs> we caught up. Called up the ambulance just to like you know check all of his vital signs and all that and um damn you know we were, we were gonna go to the hospital I'm like damn it's like yo would you mind holding this down and taking him to the hospital because like this might be a good work situation you know just to go up there and network and meet people up there 
And it's like it's you know it's 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 tough because like you don't want to not be there for your kid, <laughs> but yeah. I definitely made sure he was good. She held it down for me and took him to the hospital. You know everything was good. You know he didn't lose any, he didn't lose too much oxygen or anything like that. But I get up, to, I get up there, and my mind is already racing. I'm like, damn, dude, my son is just choking on the fucking Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is wild. And I get up there. Um, chop it up with Ty. He gives me the tour around Record One. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty dope. It's a dope facility. And then I'm in Studio A. Just kind of posted up with some of the producers there. And um, Ty comes back in the room. He's like, yo, have you met Dre yet? I'm like, nah, I never met Dre. He's like, yo, he's, he's here. He's in the lobby. He'd love to meet you. I'm like, all right. I'm like, dope, dope. So I'm just staying cool. I'm like, staying cool. <laughs> yo, st- Stay cool, dude. Stay cool. <laughs> Stay cool. Stack the jerk. So um, I go say what up to him. He's like, Thurs, what up? You know, I'm like, yo, what's up, Dre? It's, 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 it's an honor to meet you, man. It's an honor to meet you. He's like, I heard a lot about you, man. You know, we know a lot of the same people. I'm like, yo, that's, that's dope. I hope you heard good things. He's like, absolutely, man. So we sit down. We just chop, you know, start chopping it up for like an hour. And he's talking about... You know, his desire to, or his itch, that he's, he's getting a new itch to start creating with a lot of cool people. And, um, you know, he's talking about some of his film projects and all that. He's just kind of like, you know, getting me in the loop on everything he's doing and where his mind is at. And uh, after that conversation, oh, I'm telling about myself, you know, a little bit of my history. And um, after that conversation, Mel, Mel comes in and uh, he starts playing a few beats. And um, he played the first beat. It was dope. And he played the second beat called Sangria. And um, Dre was like, what you think of this? I was like, yeah, fuck this, man. Let's, 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 let's make some shit. He's like, you trying to work? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go record. <laughs> we go into Studio A and we make our first song. And um, that was like, you know, the beginning of our relationship. You know, and I just start coming more frequently throughout the week. And I was recording just different, you know, ideas with J Pounds. And um, you know, submitting it to him, and he was just, you know, he was writing. Were you just with freaking out though, like in the booth, or writing, or you? Hey, oh. let's go make a song, and then you get in there like, oh shit, man, this is kind of. I wasn't freaking out. Or were you out. just in the zone the whole time? You I, didn't even really know. I was definitely in the zone. I was like, damn, I definitely want to deliver. Let me. Yeah. In my head, a little bit. In my head, a little bit. You know, but um, I was like, I want to deliver and make some really cool stuff. You know, yeah. for Dre. So, you know, we were we've been working, you know, ever since August of 2017, and um. Man, countless records, man. And we just built up a uh, a crew of some of the most creative, like, you know, artists and writers. And yeah, it's been dope just to work with all these folks, man. So we we did this one record for Anderson. Uh, the Man Samusa joint. I didn't even know it was going to end up on his album. Uh, but I'm glad it did. And I got to, you know, watch Anderson, you know, make Ventura and make Oxnard and just, you know, seeing how great people make make really cool stuff man so him and Dre just being like overly meticulous on every detail of the the project and stuff or just what just making sure they have feeling in all the approach they wanted to make sure that you know every sound or every lyric was like making you feel some type of way you know uh, whether it's the the mixing or the frequency that they're putting you know running something through or the inflection on certain words definitely meticulous though uh, definitely meticulous and just kind of like learning a new process of how to be great. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, wild. Reach for great new so stuff. Th- do they do that for every record, or is it like, hey, let's batch up a bunch of tracks and then we'll go in, pick the top twelve or whatever, and then really hone in on those and like re-record lines and replace yeah. snares and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but okay. like even like yeah, they definitely do that, and um, yeah. They have like a a brain trust of like producers just like, you know, going musicians just doing like some crazy stuff and Dre's like the orca, the what do you call those guys? The, the, the orchestra orca. leader? Yeah. What do, we, what do you call Conductor. It? Conductor. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's just conducting everybody. Everybody's an instrument, even the vocalist. And, you know, he's like he'll let, you know, the uh person get on the mic, he's like, Oh, I hear you doing it like this and he's just giving you an example of how to approach it. So he's conducting every component, every instrument in the studio. It's just dope to see, man. It's really dope to like witness that and be a part of it, and you know have his vision 
you know, everybody's vision kind of be a collective thing and come together to make a really cool song. That's awesome. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about, too, about knowing everything. Or not knowing everything, but like... Knowing how to get to A to Z and who can do what the best. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's been a rapper. He's worked with singers, R&B. He's worked in multiple genres. Yeah. He knows how to mix yeah. and engineer yeah. and produce. Right. So it's like he can go in and do almost every component. Or like you said, find people that do... Or a dope ass bass player, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. So seeing how you know billionaires operate their business, you know, I'm like, all right, damn, I'm telling everything I can learn, and I'm trying to apply it, you know, because you guys definitely are doing shit right. So let me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me try to let me try to level up, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Dope, dope, so what did you do on the Anderson? You just uh, featured or wrote or what? Did you uh, do I wrote. Me and Dre wrote the met, uh, his verse. Okay, on there, cool. And I wrote on the chorus with Black and um, dope. Black Soul. So yeah, man, just got like a writer credit on there. That's awesome. A little pub. So hell yeah. yeah. So what's coming up next? You doing a whole project or what's the what's the end game here, man? What's going on? What's man. the what's the end goal of 2019? End goal 2019. Um, definitely trying to put out as many projects as possible. Like, you know, I'm not trying to rush anything, but I just want to have, I just want to put out music, man. I just want to put out music and um, pair it up with dope visuals. So I want to do, I want to, I want to create movies, man, scored by my music and inspired by my music. So the goal this year is to put out a film with an album attached to it, a film with a soundtrack. You know, I want yeah. every album to be a soundtrack to the film. That's Excuse awesome. Me. Yeah, so that's like, that's how I'm looking at, you know, my future projects, you know, with music, like writing scripts and then, you know, writing songs or vice versa, writing songs and writing the script to go to the song. So just uh, trying to be inspired by the what I think the future is and creating that. You know, and visual art is like the main component of the, of the of the future of my approach and where I see music going. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole ecosystem. Yeah, of creativity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So that's just that's what's happening with me. I'm just trying to do a lot more parties, document those, and just take it overseas, do workshops uh, with different youth of different communities, and um. Shoot, throw festivals too, man. I'm working on a festival and just working on a lot of different projects, but music is music and you know, the visuals are the cornerstone for all the projects that I wanna do, you know, like community wise and and business wise and everything, man. So it all starts with great content and having purpose to it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well one last question. Okay. Uh what app would you recommend people download? On your phone, like what app do you? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but yeah. what's something that you use all the time? It could be like Notes, or it could be whatever. But uh, what's your what's your go to, or something you would recommend for people to download? Interesting. That's a great question. Let's see. Let me look at my phone right now while we <laughs> while I think about this. Um, <laughs> Dropbox. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Dropbox. <laughs> You're so confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Absolutely, Dropbox, man. That's how you just handle all your everything, dude. Wow. Everything. I make everybody's folder in Dropbox. I send music out. I have all my videos in there. All my new artwork. Everything is connected to my Mac. So I write when I'm done with exporting something. I dump it into my Dropbox folder, and I can access it. So I just have access to all my files, man. So, You're organized, bro. You're yeah, organized I'm as hell. Trying. I'm not that organized, <laughs> but you know, I'm so messy with all my shit. <laughs> I feel like I'm messy, man. But Dropbox helps me out tremendously. That's dope. Yeah. What about you? Oh man, for me, um, I Dropbox is kind of weird for me, man. I feel like I have a hard time. I think all platforms, I have a hard time okay. with file sharing and shit. Like I use Box mostly. Yeah. It's the same same thing, right? But when I send people links, they have a hard time. Like I, I tried to log in and sign up, but it's like not working. Same thing with Dropbox. Yeah. It's like I don't have a premium account, so every okay. time I try to save something, it <laughs> it's yeah. just like you need to pay. But I think let me see. 
the app that I probably use the most, shit, I think it's probably like, I use Evernote a lot. What's that? Evernote's like a note-taking app. Okay. It like organizes your notes. So if I have, you know, questions for this interview or Mm. an idea for something or it's like a digital notebook essentially okay. where you can have you can have checklists if you want yeah you can have uh script ideas and shit like that so okay uh i would say that that's probably the thing that i use the most from an app perspective okay. yeah. yeah okay yeah. every note I'm, I'm gonna download that check that out man it's cool it's cool other than dropbox oh you know what i utilize this other app. Hold on, my phone is ringing right now. Hold on. You can answer if you want. Nah, nah, nah. We, we on the mic, man. We're recording. <laughs> There's this, uh, I'll use VSCO. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I use that one. And Video Shop. Video Shop. Oh, shit. I think I just downloaded that. You did? I think so. Let me check. Yeah. Video Shop just downloaded it. Tight. Dude. Tight. Uh, There's a chick in Chicago, Swopes. <laughs> Swopes? Swopes. She's a photographer. Okay. She's like an iPhone photographer. She's dope. Yeah. Uh, I follow her on Twitter, and she shared a video today of the dude who created that. It's a crazy story. She shared a video of the dude who created Video Shop. Yeah. And it's him paying off his parents' mortgage from the money he made from the app. Oh, wow. And it's like this crazy video where his mom opens an envelope, and she just starts bawling. (laughs) And he's just like, and then passes it to his dad, and he just starts crying too. Damn. And it was all off the app, and she like shared it. She said, uh, "Glad I, you know, paid for this app. Yeah, like this is beautiful. That's pretty cool. Fucking awesome. That's really so. cool. Yeah, I paid a monthly subscription for that shit. Oh, it's a monthly. Oh shit. I had a premium. The premium. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just because you can add different filters to um, to different videos and um, add different transitions and all that to like you know different frames or whatever. That's dope. So. Um, I'm gonna dive in. Yeah, man. I think you you you'll kill it. <laughs> you'll kill it, man. So cool, man. Apps, yeah. Well thanks for coming through. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. You can check out Thurs online at King Thurs. That's K-I-N-G-T-H-U-R-Z. Go check out all his music available now on all streaming platforms everywhere. Get that shit in your ear. And also, he's got some really, really, really dope music videos out right now. So go check him out on YouTube. With a different approach, man, he's, he's, he's telling stories. He's doing more than just music. He's, he's encompassing everything into his art, and it's really a beautiful thing to watch. So much love to Thurs. Thank you guys for listening. I will see y'all in the next one. Peace.